Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Nicholas Upchurch, who is the founder and CEO of Love. He's also the creator of the show Believe. Nicholas has a background in digital marketing, and the companies which he has owned have generated millions of dollars in sales within a short period of time. Although he was able to travel to 33 countries, play football in front of 111,000 fans, and earn six-figure monthly checks from partners like Google's, his life changed in 2015 when he visited the Sacred Valley of Peru. And we're going to be talking about all of that and much more in the episode as it follows. Welcome to the show, Nicholas. Hello, Tayo. Nice to be with you, sir. Pleasure is mine. Uh, I'm very, very fascinated. I'm almost tempted to go to that, that interesting thing that you discovered. But I want you to give the audience a background of who you are and how you sort of got into, into inspiring millions all over the world. Sure. So hopefully millions, I would I would say. And also, I I was able to play at the University of Michigan, didn't quite make it to the NFL, but I did have a I fractured spine when I was 15. And and I'm also uh, almost a five, eight white dude. So uh, to make it as far as University of Michigan was pretty good after <laughs> after kind of trying to do the impossible and come back from that uh, spinal injury. And actually, in college, I only had a sprained ankle and I was I was pretty small for uh for that level of uh, American football there. So, um, yeah, I think my my background is basically that I grew up in the United States. I'm from Michigan originally. I live in uh, our companies in Miami Beach. We have a, a beautiful studio. We just opened a yoga studio and also a media company here. And we have about 17 employees or uh, also yoga teachers are included in that. And then we have employees online, video editors, and, and different things for our show, Believe at Believe.love. But there's been a long process to get this point. Growing up in the United States, of course, the whole focus, a lot of it is around money and, and trying to uh, make the most money. And if you're male or you know females have different things that they sort of are, are I would say, 
fed maybe fed growing up different ideals that were supposed to be so for men a lot of times it's date the most beautiful girls you can and that's what you think you're supposed to do and make the most money and have you know i i was able when in my 20s to uh, go from nothing to having this little real estate empire in Miami Beach of five condos. And then I was wiped out in 2008. I mean, I was all in on real estate and I had to really reevaluate at that point in 2008 what's important in life. And I got the book and you could relate to this, Tayo, The Four Hour Work Week. Of course, a lot of people are inspired by that by Tim Ferriss about traveling and he was able to have a business and travel. And I thought that was so cool. So you know, a lot of that time was just shifting gears for survival after the real estate market crash, shifting gears for survival and also wanting to sort of build a, a business where you can travel and everything and have freedom. And I think that's what a lot of people want as well. So I have been to 33 countries and, and everything else. But even past that time, when I actually built another company with partners like Google, like you mentioned, and we were generating millions of dollars in revenue in a very short time um, and um, a lot of that profit. And then some of it, you know, after that stopped, Facebook changed its algorithm and it made it harder to survive. You know, I spent some money. I actually have had big losses as well. Thank God I've kept some, you know, now. But, um, you know, that's what business is. It's a lot of uh, making your best bet paying attention to details, seeing what uh, our competitors, which hopefully become our partners as well, are doing and improving. It's kind of an evolution. But in addition to that, when that sort of slowed down, I went to Peru. I, I found myself still angry. It's like, hey, you know, uh, I, I was managed to I managed to literally, quote unquote, come back from the dead after real estate crash. And uh, I'm still why am I angry? You know, what's going on with me? Like I have everything that I could want what is my what is my true purpose so i went to peru and um there was an ayahuasca ceremony which is a plant medicine in peru and, and tim ferris also talks about this on his podcast i didn't know that at the time this is in 2015 but it really helps to um, show you maybe what the reality of of everything can be for you basically things that we don't think like maybe this is the illusion and actually the reality is beyond this. And, you know, there's a lot I could say about that, but there, this has been used for thousands of years. Of course, in Africa, it's a boga or I-B-O-G-A, uh, Asia, Acacia Confusa. There are Israeli scholars that say Moses had plant medicines with the experience of the burning bush, you know, in Israel, different similar things. Of course, we've heard about peyote and I'm, I'm a guy who's never drank alcohol I can tell you ayahuasca is a medicine. It's definitely not a drug. Um, it's actually legal in the United States via the Supreme Court for Brazilian Christian churches in New Mexico and Oregon. They went to the Supreme Court. Um, and so I'm a guy who's never drank alcohol. I had to determine it was a medicine. And it's just one tool. Ultimately, I think the darkness, the tension in the world and with ourselves are what we're here to explore if we had free energy like Tesla was working on and we had a little bit more advanced replicators than uh, 3D printers, we wouldn't actually need money for anything but trade. But poverty would be eliminated with the free energy. And people say that that exists now already and it's being hidden perhaps by, you know, anything with anti-gravity. If there are anti-gravity crafts that are being hidden or that, you know, have existed that have been maybe hidden, 
that takes free energy from the uh, from the torsion fields that exist uh, in the universe and with our planet pulling energy in from that. That's what Tesla was working on. And J.P. Morgan, the actual banker, pulled the financing because we couldn't put a meter on it. So there's just a lot of ways to look at a lot of things. And there has been this transformation. And I still have challenges every day. But I think those challenges for us are oftentimes maybe what we're here to work on. You know, I, I love that. It's like uh, this the story of this this the rags to riches to rags again and right <laughs> back up there, you know, to riches. It's almost like the, the phoenix rises up from the ashes. But th- there are a few things that I, I want to peel out from there. And one of them is this, you know, you talked about this anger that you had, mm-hmm. this, this yeah. anger that you had with, with this yeah. um, this Wall Street, uh, not the Wall Street, the real estate crash. And, sure. and, and then facebook changing their algorithm and then you go into to peru to sort of discover yourself and find your your inner peace what did you really did you think that the source of that anger was really because of you being a perceived failure outside of the the world or was it something else deep within that's a great question tile you know my brother died when i was little we all have things that happen um that can and it's really because of that i'd say definitely before those two things, I had felt anger. But I guess the interesting thing was that even when I achieved all these things and um, did what Tim Ferriss did maybe and had this business and was able to travel anywhere, was making 3,000, 4,000 profit days at times uh, pretty consistently for, for a year or so after I did the real estate thing, I was still in some cases, you know, there was still there's still issues going on. It wasn't like everything was solved. And so I think after we get our survival taken care of, literally just being able to pay the bills and uh, and sometimes with people with big families, that's easier said than done. It, it can be harder to do that. But after then, like the real stuff comes out, you know, it's like, OK, so I, I can survive. And yeah, maybe again, you, you want to travel well, after you travel everywhere. OK, th- then what? <laughs> what is still what is still there? Because that is a good goal. And I think it's important. And you I love your show because it is important for all of us, including me, to do a better and better job of seeing things from other perspectives. Absolutely. And that's something you are really I love your bio, um, Tayo, yourself. You know, I read and listened and you could understand what I mean. Understanding is love, I think. So I can understand things from a lot of points of view better as well, more and more. So I think the anger, you know, was a great blessing. I think an interesting way to look at things that I never thought of and is that some of the toughest things in our life can be the biggest blessings, but they don't feel like blessings. But without them, I would have, you know, for in my case, I would have never experienced uh, Kundalini yoga or Qigong, which is Q-I-G-O-N-G from China, or I would have never looked at these things because I wouldn't have had that um, that motivation to do so. And so my anger was a great blessing, and it's it's literally why I opened a yoga studio uh, and things like that. It, and this company, it's actually out of necessity. It's not because I'm perfect. Like love, love exclamation mark. That's our company. Yeah. You know, but it's it's actually because it's out of necessity, and so that anger inspired that. So sometimes the tough things in your life can be the biggest blessing. I love I love how you you turn that negativity into a uh, positive thing, and and you're so right. I mean, I think a lot of the uh, the toughest things. You know, really, really are the the bedrock or the catalyst that we need to to head into the right direction. Uh, you know, whether it's near death experience or whether it's right. loss of, of something important to us, it allows us to reevaluate something. And we can either go down the path of uh, you know negativity or positivity. And when it's you know it's one of those choices. And 
sounds to me that that led you to your purpose, which which is, is, is something that a lot of people are constantly in search of, you know, and sitting here or in, in the living room here talking to you, I am uh, I'm definitely curious to find out what your opinion is of how people can truly find their purpose. Yeah, that's a beautiful question, Tayo. So even and I will say people can discover their purpose and it can be scary when it's right there in front of your face. Mm. I mean, the truth is, and even after you've made money or you've uh, done some other impossible things, sometimes the, the real fear can come out. I mean, for me now, what I've done is I've hired people in person. I had this great online company for probably like a decade, which sometimes it didn't make, you know, I did the real estate thing and then I, you know, had about four or five years trying to get back on track, had things kind of blow up in a good way money wise. But I didn't have to. I set up the life where I had the quote unquote freedom. And really, though, what I wanted too is a community as well. And I think there's a way to do that online as well and sort of in conferences yeah. and your, with your friends. I don't think you have to create an office and do what I have done to do that. But for some reason, this is what I've done. So I guess the thing is with true purpose or your your true success, I think those tough things can lead you to that. And I think until so for me, it's like I know when this when this deep fear about now I'm setting up this thing in person, all of a sudden I'm the guy and there are 17 people now in person and some of them just uh, yoga teachers that come once in a while. But, you know, a bigger community and, and, you know, people are looking at me, not just online typing emails, but in person to to, you know, and it's a beautiful thing, but it feels like literally this is happening within the past three weeks. I mean, we're opening this week. So it's like, so I can feel, and I, you know, I've said on my show, like I'm laying in bed sometimes. I mean, there's, there's serious stuff coming out, meaning like fears and sort of, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't feel beautiful. So anytime you have those things coming out, I would say that is probably the tension to explore and honestly, let it kind of sit with your energy field, with whatever you feel, and really just relax with that and let it open up to find out what's inside of that. Because we want to, generally what we want to do, Tyo, I know for myself, is push it away and think we don't want to deal with it. Finally, if we can learn, and I have to learn this, to love the tough things more and more and more, even the tough patterns that we do, the imperfections or what our perceived imperfections are, I mean, and and I have to forgive myself and forgive others more. And then within those things, I think we can be led to our true purpose. Oh, I love that so much. You know, you know, acknowledging our imperfections uh, oh, yeah. as well as the imperfections around us. I think I think it's always key. I think there's something interesting and beautiful when you start to acknowledge your imperfections because that you know not only makes you relatable, but you're able to find uh, or tackle them. And then, yes. and you, you're able to also, if you're a leader position and you acknowledge the imperfections around you, you start to become this, this symbol of hope because people can see, wow, this person went through that and, and look at, look at what he's doing. He's not being inauthentic. You know, he's, he's actually talking from experience and, and these are, uh, the trials and tribulations he has gone through. And I can be like that too and find my own true purpose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, those those tough things can lead us that way. <laughs> well, you know, Nicholas, you were, we were talking about travel earlier, and I want to take sure. a chance to share this uh, the perfect luggage to the uh, with okay. the audience. <laughs> and you, you might be interested in this, but you know, I was going to uh, Philadelphia. Actually, I was in Philadelphia a few days ago, and I used my away travel suitcase. And it, oh. the reason why I love away travel is because it's it's 
it's not only inspired by true uh, true travel stories, but they actually listened to all these uh, travelers. So they asked thousands of people how they pack, how they travel, and what bugs them most about the travel and their luggage. And it was things like their dead cell phone, or they had their, <laughs> those, those sticky new new wheels. So away went and created this this luggage, and it basically uses high quality materials with you know uh, that offers a low price. So they. You can choose some nine colors and, and four sizes from carry-on, bigger carry-on, medium, uh, and large. And all the suitcases are designed to be lightweight, and they're universal and unrivaled in strength. They also have this patent-pending compression system for overpackers. I'm wow. an over, yeah, I'm an overpacker. It's got those uh, four, 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 three, sixty degree spinner wheels that uh, make you uh, have a smooth ride. TSA approved. Removable, washable laundry bag, and my favorite thing about them is that they have that a USB cord for you to charge your your tablet, your e-readers, or your phones while you're you're um, on the phone. So you know, and they can charge your your phone up to five times. So what they're offering, uh, as told by Nomad's listeners, is a hundred day um, you know free trial if they if they want to do that. But they are offering. It's told by um, Nomad's listeners, $20 off a suitcase if they visit awaytravel.com forward slash nomads, awaytravel.com forward slash nomads, and then use the promo code nomads during checkout. So make sure if you want to take advantage of a a suitcase that allows you to travel smarter or or a suitcase that's unbreakable, phone charging, life warrantied, bag vogue, and GQ or raving about it, travel with uh, Away Travel. Head over to awaytravel.com. Nomads and a promo code Nomads. All right. How do you spell that? Away. Uh, oh, away. A W A Y travel. Okay. Oh, away. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. Good. Away. Okay. Go I didn't away. know if it was travel like the letter O A. Yeah, no. Away is actually even better. I thought maybe it was O A, and I'm no, like, look, man, that. I need it. I need a suitcase. Like hey, that. go, go, get on that, get on that. But, away. Uh, <laughs> okay, got it. Awaytravel.com. But Thank um, awaytravel.com forward slash Nomads. But one thing that you said to me. Really, uh, really, you know, started getting me questioned about your opinion on this. Do you think that we've been lied to, deceived <laughs> in, in almost every category, like our, our schools and our government? Because uh, uh, I, I could sense uh, that rebel in you where you're like, oh, th- this is uh, yeah. not. Yeah, well, you're I'm, the only guy I've talked to. I mean, listen, I have never heard somebody come out and say exactly what something I've said to people privately recently. <laughs> yes, uh, basically, yes. Uh, we have, uh, you know, maybe uh, it's is a high probability that the intention of everybody was not to lie. But just like the United States Patent Office said in 1900 that everything's been invented already, we don't need to issue any more patents in 1900, right? Before the airplane and everything. I mean, how many inventions since 1900 have there been? But, you know, I think, yeah, there's been, there's basically, yes, everything that we're learning in schools, including there's no class on how to make money, which is pretty odd because yeah. that's how people are paying for their lives right now. But, yeah, I'd say every category we've, we're not getting the whole story. And there are people, there are definitely certain things that are being emphasized in some cases, which could probably not be the whole truth that's the nicest way i can put it <laughs> no hey please, we're all about the real and raw and honest here so and i imagine you talk about that a lot i mean you've got several platforms you've got a media network for goodness sake. Yes. so so i imagine you're shifting those perspectives and you're actually covering 
uh, a lot of things that I haven't been told. Because you're right, we don't get to, to learn about financial modeling in high school or entrepreneurship or in fact i think the systems in place almost preclude that you're supposed to be a doctor lawyer engineer and if you're really really athletic you can be a sports uh sports personality but we don't get to talk about the nuanced careers which are everywhere you know being an internet entrepreneur being a youtube personality being you know so many other things that are not the big four so to speak or necessarily (laughs) use or need uh, a university education so there's bigger pictures on top of all ever everything that we see as well. I mean, we talk about. I love sports. I mean, that, that Me they were a big part of my life. But yeah. honestly, a lot of times it could be that sports are made to take our eye off the ball. It could be that um, you know the real technology is within us. It's not with microchips. It could be that you know if you look at shows like Ancient Aliens, there are MIT professors on Ancient Aliens now on the History Channel. Uh, I mean, very, you know, Harvard people. I mean, they're, they're making appearances on shows called Ancient Aliens. NASA, we just had a thing on our show the other day. There's a, uh, excuse me, the CIA has come out with a document on their website, CIA.gov. You can go to believe.love and look at our uh, recent uh, story on this. But in 1984, the CIA was doing remote viewing where they were uh, remote viewing Mars a million years ago, um, communicating with civilizations that lived on Mars or attempting to. I mean, this is on the CIA.gov's website, remote viewing they used uh, with the Soviets. Um, You know, anybody can look at remote viewing. It's basically where people sort of uh, are able to tap into the, you know, all points in space and time are connected. Physicists have said that's mainstream. Well, what does that really mean? That means that, you know, remote viewers with the CIA, this is a mainstream stuff. Anybody can look up that they were doing this. They would look and view with their mind things remotely and draw them out like different Soviet computer you know, bases and things like that. But they weren't just doing it for that. And these things are coming out. And it's like, OK, so the CIA, which hired Disney to make aliens into a joke, you know, there are documents where um Dr. Stephen Greer has done a lot on this with the Disclosure Project, SeriousDisclosure.com, S-I-R-I-U-S, Disclosure.com is his site. But he he briefed the CIA director under Clinton, uh, President Clinton. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's like, man, in 1984, why was the CIA, our government dollars, you and I, we were paying for some guy in the CIA to, to, to go back with a remote viewer and look at Mars and the pyramids on Mars and asking questions about beings on Mars and and then on the same time telling convincing everybody that's a joke i mean at least they were trying to do that like what does that really mean and then it it, it keeps going from there it keeps going from there and not listen i don't know everything but i know that there's a lot we're not being told. <laughs> you know, it's so, so fascinating. You got to talk to me more about this uh, this platform of yours. You've, you've got love and the show believe, and if it's yeah. got stuff like that, I want I want you to give yeah. the audience a chance to just, you know, just talk love <laughs> love on love <laughs> and sure, talk talk sure. to us about believe. Sure, sure. So believeitunes.com will take you directly to the iTunes page if you'd like to. Get it with uh, audio, you know, believeitunes.com. And then the website's believe.love, and they have our YouTube videos, and we're on YouTube as well, you know, a video version. But um, basically, we have a bunch of categories, money and business, true success, health and wellness, world news, and our universe. And I think love is understanding. It's even understanding the tough things. Of course, the world is, 
you know, there's a lot to everything, meaning sometimes, you know, okay, so I, I could say right now, any planet, some people might say, some people have said this, any planet with a monetary system is a slave planet, slave of what, you know, or who, or whatever that, you know, listen, that's some, that's some next level stuff right there. And, you know, I'm not saying I know everything. I can tell you this for sure. Most of the universe, we can't see with our eyeballs. You know, dogs can't see color. Does that mean color isn't real? Okay, and I, I and did radio waves exist before the radio? And so what else? What else is floating around out there we can't see, including <laughs> who? Including who? Perhaps right? Okay, so and uh, there's just a lot we could talk about that. But anyway, so we talk about all these things because we we want to merge the sort of spiritual quote unquote spiritual nature of things. Which by the way, we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, even the weird things that we do and the quote unquote bad things. I don't think personally that we're just necessarily spiritual just when we go to church on Sunday or meditate or whatever. Everything, even our tension, and and you're a spiritual being, in my opinion, you could, somebody might be able to think this about themselves, you could be a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around necessarily. Again, people are welcome to have any view they want on that, but that's another view that I didn't, I wasn't aware of. So we're trying to merge the quote-unquote peaceful spiritual things with the reality of things that there's a lot of tough elements in the world and we want to shine some light on and actually invite them in as opposed to hate them and hate that you know if i like you know by the way i could be the only person that voted for obama and trump okay so we want to invite everybody in and kind of you know kind of bring it bring it together even the people that have agendas that might be depopulating the world to 500 million humans and all this stuff that we hear about that you know we want to invite as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Get all that in and just kind of try to point. uh, You know, I do think there's a reason that good things feel good. I don't know. You know, there are there are possibly other agendas out there that think that, you know, 
there, there could be all kinds of stuff out there that I don't know that we can get into, but we do talk about it on our show. So no. believe.love is the show. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we'd love to kind of reach everybody and, and talk about the reality of the world, but then how we can kind of integrate more peace and harmony into it. You know, the, a lot of these shows is about open conversations. And, and I don't know, you might be the second Trump voter that I've had on the show. Uh, I just Good. Found, I found out accidentally. Uh, uh, it's so funny with because... I've had very, very, and I still do have very, very opposing views to that. But I'm so, I'm, no, but this is, but I'm not someone that doesn't like having conversations. So I'm very, very curious. He's talked about that juxtaposition. You voted for Obama and Trump. Right. And I always Probably like creating platforms so we can, you might be the only one. I'm very fascinated. How? <laughs> what, what, what did you see that led you to think that Obama and Trump were two people that you could vote for? I'm very curious. Well, I think that, you know, my one of my best friends growing up was um, we, we grew up in like a white, primarily white town. And then, by the way, then I played football first at University of Central Florida and then at Michigan. But then, I mean, and I was I loved it, but it was all a different scene. I mean, when I went to UCF, I was maybe the only white dude one of the only ones, you know, there were, there were a few, but so I love that. And I, and I live in Miami beach where most people speak Spanish. So, um, and, or a lot of them or, and they're people from all over the world. So, you know, listen, Trump and Obama, I mean, Obama, uh, I think that the bottom line is big money buys out both sides. Okay. So you look at the biggest donors to McCain and Obama in 08, it's a lot of the similar people. I, I didn't really, so honestly, the choices, I don't know that we really had a choice. And if you listen to Ron Paul, now that's the guy I really wanted in 08 and 2012, Ron Paul. And he, he kind of hooks up with Dennis Kucinich on a lot of things, who's a Democrat. And they don't want Dennis Kucinich saying a lot either. And, you know, they don't want Bernie to win. You know, you can't run as a Democrat and win with the superdelegates, which are four or 500 that are unelected uh, lobbyists in many cases that just got added to Clinton's total Bernie had no chance. And every every poll you saw was adding those superdelegates. And Trump said in the 90s he'd have to run as a Republican. And he said that he'd rile up the Fox News crowd in order to win. And that's an interview that anybody can find. And so it's 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 basically like, you know, you have I'm I'm happy I voted for Obama. But uh, even Trump's having trouble right now. He's not really in charge. What, but, that, but yeah, that's that's the question. What did what about Trump? Did you feel like was was something that well, identified with you? The bottom line is the president's not in charge of the country. Huh. <laughs> so the bottom. So basically, Trump doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be that happy with that, and that's probably a good thing. Because, I mean, I, I, you look. There's no yeah. no one. I, I'm very very. You know. You know how you listen, yeah. listen to my show. I'm very. I'm all about understanding all that, and to me. You know, as a, as a as a foreigner and a national, yeah, uh, sure. Trump hasn't stood for anything that I stand for. But I'm very, um, I'm not a close-minded person. I would say I'm very fascinated to understanding sure. just how the reasons behind Trump. And I've been studying this because there are factions of people that that would say what you said. There are other people that would say, "Well, he's finally speaking in truth," and there are other people that just didn't like Hillary. And now, and to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And to me, as as someone looking, I you know I grew up in the military dictatorship, so a lot of my yeah. um, initial uh, introduction to leadership was very very different. I, I didn't necessarily witness freedom up, up until I was eleven or so, and I've always I I've always thought to myself, how is it that 
if someone says all these things, people can look past that because some of the things uh, that he said, I, I, once again, tough. it's not a criticism. Tough. Yeah, they're tough like, for someone like me. They're not nice. Yeah, for someone like me to take in. So I'm always curious how what mindset it's is behind. Yeah, like why would somebody vote for him? Yeah, it's it's basically like, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, we live in a world right now where we accept that the the presidential candidates say one things in the primaries and literally lie and change their positions for the general election. I mean, essentially, we're all including Trump. You know, here's the deal. A guy named Ron Paul was second to Romney in Iowa and New Hampshire. He got 45 seconds on the next CBS debate, a two hour debate, and he went to South Carolina. So he got second place in 2012 uh, to uh, to Santorum in Iowa and New Hampshire, which is the second state to Romney. Romney, of course, ended up running against Obama. He went to South Carolina talking about the golden rule and the whole Republican debate uh, booed him on national TV. Anybody can look this up. I remember that. I actually remember that. (laughs) He got 5% in the South. He got 5%. He had no chance to win. Trump saw all this. Trump is not dumb. Listen, he wanted to win, and I think (laughs) that that can be tough. Here's the bottom line. Like, I like, okay, Venezuela has socialism. That's tough. If If we elected Bernie and he says everything should be fair, you know, there are people at the top that aren't just going to necessarily give all that up. OK, so the road to fairness sometimes is a little rough. I mean, in reality, I'm sitting here living on stolen land right now. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. so, I mean, <laughs> sometimes this progression that we have in life and even my personality, I opened a yoga studio. I, I need to actually breathe deeply just to sound soft. So sometimes the the uh, the way Here's the thing is with Trump, look at the corporate donations to Clinton versus Trump. It that tells the entire story. I think it's like 400 to one. And the rest of the presidential campaigns, they buy out both sides. And that tells you the entire story. It doesn't matter what Trump says. Money talks. Money talks. That is the whole that is the whole game. The only reason they wouldn't donate to Trump and a lot of this constant media backlash is because there is a pop, who what is the agenda of the board of directors of the media companies? Then you have your idea. What is what is the true agenda? Look at the Georgia Guidestones, who Ted Turner that started CNN, these stones in Georgia talking about reducing the population to 500 million. I mean, listen, there's just some possible things. That Trump is not look at the look at the increase in the arrests of pedophiles since the Trump took over in January versus last year and the year before. Oh, pedophile, and these what, pe- pedophile, pedophiles? How, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. How? It's not on the news. But look at KTLA, which is an L.A. local news station and some other stories about. I mean, there's some there's some weird. you know, listen, there's some stuff going on now. What it is, it can be debated, but there would not be this level of backlash from big money. Unless Trump was willing to go. Now, people say, well, why, why would that be good? Uh, well, because we're in 20 trillion dollars of debt and we're getting you know what um, <laughs> in many regards. And just like you and I said, I mean, we're, we're not on necessarily. So so the way to this fairness, it, it, we need to be more transparent. And honestly, I need to love those. Even if I think all this could be true, that maybe big. I think both both Bernie Sanders and Trump would admit would admit that there are elements at the top. If you listen to both their speeches, they had big movements and both of them were saying there's basically big discrepancies with big banks and things like that. And Trump made those speeches as well. I saw them in person. There's a lot more that Trump said that wasn't on TV. And he had I, I met 
hundreds of people blacks for Trump. I took pictures of them in, in at rallies at one in at one in Miami. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily going to be on the news. I sat there and took pictures of them and shook their hands. You're, but here's the thing: like he, so there's just so much going on there. But people would admit on both sides that there are possibly un, there's unfairness at the top with big banks and other things. There are things that are being you know. Uh, there's a study by a, a university professor in Switzerland that 144 corporations own 80 percent of the world's wealth, 80 percent. So Trump and so so who did the corporate people vote for? Uh, 400 to one Hillary. And so okay. This is why I love this. This first one, yeah, you're, yeah, the, yeah. you're the second person that I found out. This means that the show is is crossing both boundaries. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. You and I are going to continue to have this debate. It's going to be long, no, no. longer. But my, well, I thing, like other. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, I, I just, I mean, obviously, we disagree. But for me, this, these are the things that I that I'm seeing. So okay, when sure. you come up with a, a a Muslim ban, when you you appear not to know or be prepared uh, as uh, or you know, adequately prepared about your your briefings, or you're going to meet with a foreign official, or you're saying things that are not um, you know intelligent, so to speak. I don't know sure. that that's a media backlash as opposed to the oh, sure. media covering actual i mean if you're going no, on you're twi- right you're, you're right going on twitter that. to reveal things that you probably wouldn't say as a pre- like these are you're things right. that they speak to me as someone that might not that might be a little in over his head now i i, I think look i this sure. i get what you're saying on big money and all that but he did promise to drain the swamp, but this swamp is, you know, I don't know. He, right. he argued a, he, he brought a There's bunch a of, of billionaires over there. And then you're talking about some of these, um, you know, anti-Muslim band that he keeps saying is not Muslim band. I, I just think these are civil liberties that we can move past. And right. I don't think you can attack leaders the way that you do and try and defund people or build a wall or stuff like that. I mean, I think these are just like 1945 talk but it could definitely seem like that and to win the south unfortunately by a landslide which you would have to to take over the republican party uh and you gotta who's actually voting and you can't win for a democrat you can't win as a democrat without those super delegates and so uh that's the bottom line with that and so who do you gotta who do you gotta convince to vote for you and yeah you know you're right he had to use some it it is a weird thing it is a weird thing because it's like uh (laughs) The lesser of evils and like basically, you know what, George Bush and different, you know, we killed 500,000 children in Iraq under, you know, you can look at YouTube, Madeleine Albright, Secretary of State under Clinton. We killed uh, on 60 Minutes in the 90s. We killed 500,000 children in Iraq under Clinton and Bush. And she said, unfortunately, it was worth it. Uh, There's some tough things going on under all parties. And here's the thing is that Ron Paul said there's only one party. So you got a guy causing some ruckus. I think that's a good thing. He did. He does have to have some weird policy. Oh I do. God. I do agree. No, Nicholas. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I, I agree. Well, the I, question is, do you think we're on the right track before with Bush and Obama? I mean, twenty trillion dollars. We something had to change. It's going right, to change right. regardless if Trump would have got elected or not. All right. All right. Well, you know this. This. But like, you're right. They're terrible things. <laughs> I don't think we should I, listen. Borders are ridiculous in general. I mean, there's a lot of things, but it's just sometimes it's not so simple. If we just said socialism, 
does that mean we're all going to be like Venezuela or are we going to really be transparent at the top? If we were really transparent at the top, I would be all for uh, things being fair if they're actually fair. Right. Not if we're turned to, to some kind of AI technocracy that Elon Musk has warned about where, you know, it's like we're, we're being merged with mis- just some weird stuff that possibly could be going on. And and uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so anyway, so I like I like Bernie Sanders and I like Trump. Oh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're very interested. You're very interested, I, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on from this. But I I think it's, you know, for those listening, his show is called I Believe, and he's is a CEO of Love. And the reason why I love that we had this conversation, and the reason why I love finding out about people people's uh, political relations naturally, it's that you can have these conversations without throwing or yelling. I agree. Oh, I like that. the other side. Yeah. I, I don't have another side. I'm independent. I voted no, for no, both. I agree. I agree. I love. Yeah, I love Obama as well. No, no, I, I agree. Love I, I, as well. I'm just trying to show the you know the world that um it's possible we can we can we can be bridge now and that you know Nicholas and I disagree and I'm sure that's going to be another argument. But well, I definitely I, actually I agree with you if you if you really listen to me. I and I think that's what people don't show on the meet. They they're not going to show people agreeing with each other. I don't think it has to be like I actually agree. I don't think we should have a Muslim ban. No, I mean, I I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the the disagreement would be, I would never have like cast that ballot. But I get yeah, what yeah. you're saying. I get what you're saying from, from right. there. Um, but to, to wrap to wrap this up, there is something. <laughs> it, this is, I mean, I, I'm just trying to make sure that the audience um, stays. Uh, it could um, go on and on. Yeah, because it could really go on and on. And we're both passionate about this. But yeah. the thing that that's sort of related to this is you um, talk about the horrible things that we hear in the news. So how can we right. find positivity in all these horrible things that we hear? Well, it's like positivity in Trump. I mean, <laughs> literally, it, I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. Oh, it's tough. It, or, or positivity on the other side. You're right. I don't think there needs to be. I mean, why are why are all the channels so divisive? I mean, like, what? Who's programming that? Well, I mean, you, that, but you can't put a press man and not tell some news outlets to come you're right and not about expect. That. You can't. You're what right do you about expect? that. What do you no, no, you're, no, no, you're right about that. But what I'm saying is. Even Fox is so divisive, right? I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous. I mean, the thing is that, and even the word ridiculous is not good. The truth is that it doesn't have to be so divisive. It doesn't have to be so divisive, and Trump contributes to that in many ways. Yeah, so, no, I, I uh, you, you know, I agree with that. But, okay, fine, yeah. fine. So you're so, saying, so I yeah. think that honestly, uh, there is a uh, there's a reason why fear is being sold. And even Trump has to use it in many cases. Uh, he doesn't have to. He has. And he was able to win. And is that worth it and all that? I don't know. Ron Paul Ron Paul talked about the golden rule, got booed, and had no chance to win. Who knows? Bottom line is, I agree with you. I mean, I think you would agree that if we could find common ground more and more, that that would be a good thing. And that hopefully we could have... Um, uh, you know, let's let's really find out. Let's get the board of directors of all the new the actual the people who are actually in charge, not the mm-hmm. not the, the guys uh, that are running the channels. I'm talking about the people who are represent the stockholders. And let's let's find out what they're really all about. Let's let's get them interviewed. Who's Trans- actually running the show? Transparency. That's right. Transparency. Right. No, I think I think we definitely benefit a lot from transparency. And there's certainly a lot that's uh, that's. Not That's being right. talked about. So. We would agree with that. <laughs> there we go. We can agree with that. And and the one thing I found about you is that you're a huge Ron Paul fan. It just I seems, love Ron Paul. Yeah, it seems like that's your guy. You wish he, he wasn't, uh, I guess, uh, you know, strategically 
taken out of uh, of, of the uh, of the running. But um, okay, all right, all right. Hey, well, maybe I like, like Kucinich and I like Bernie as well. Maybe you Ultimately, should run for I like, office. Why don't you run for office? Well, listen, that's a tough thing. I mean, again, I don't know that you can win without being divisive. I mean, yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. That's the crazy part. If you were just talking about, yeah, so people just have to keep that in mind. And it's not like we have to agree with everything somebody says, but I, I don't know. Because you look at the, literally the percentage of actual voters and all that. We already talked about that. But the bottom line with the media and the news is how to find the good. I just think focusing on the good and voting with your views online. You know, there's a there's another site. Uh, you know, there's a site called Gaia.com, G-A-I-A.com. That's a great conscious media network. There is a collective-evolution.com or collective evolution. They get millions of visitors a month. That's a positive thing. And again, they're not solely uh, politically one way or the other. Yeah. It's just finding more and more the truth. And, and then they talk about a lot of other things such as um, finding peace. And honestly, I saw the new Logan movie, The Wolverine. Oh, I mean, was so it was good. the most – violent thing i've ever seen in my life it was so good though (laughs) it was good but i mean i I mean like i've never seen i've never seen anything more violent and it's like who's programming this hold on hold on hold on who's programming this into our mind why are Uh, we needing to to see all this i I see what you're saying i see what you're saying but so you're saying if a movie is rated r for, yeah, yeah. No, for, I agree. For yeah. very violent things that I mean, see, I would have thought like that if it was like a PG thirteen. It sort of snuck in and it was programmed into kids' minds. But you know, it was a hard. Well, how hard, old is that hard, actress hard, in it? Hard. I mean, she needs therapy. Oh after yeah, being yeah. The, the actor. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a more angry child that had to? I mean, literally, that girl probably need ten years of therapy after that <laughs> uh, movie. I, and anybody that sees that is going to be like, wow, like. Well, she was killing. I mean, like, really? Like, we have to have a ten-year-old killing people that for an entire yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Hopefully, she doesn't. She, her parents are, tell her she's not allowed to see it, and then she gets to see it when she's eighteen. But she had to do it with her hands. <laughs> you, you, you know what? This is this is interesting. We're gonna have to have you on for another another episode. But <laughs> what? Because there's so and, many and look other at that ways. Blood Diamond. You remember Blood Diamond, right? I remember Blood Diamonds. Oh yeah. I mean, but, yeah, that Wolverine wasn't much. Well, Logan wasn't much off from Blood Diamond, to be honest. Yeah, I remember Blood Diamond. The thing I about to, Blood I, Diamond, and you would know more than anybody. That's a real story. So I, I mean, to, yeah, I, no, I watched that as a kid. I was underage for that actually. <laughs> but, and, but but so. And yeah, we have to have like another podcast, which is <laughs> just wrap it up. Yeah, I think just, awareness is good. And I, awareness, I do think yeah. people, people should be allowed to watch whatever they want. I just think, hey, like, let's let's just pay it. I have to pay attention more and more. And I have to love even when the tension comes out of something I think is unfair, even if I lean more on and on on one side for something or not because of a bigger truth that I could understand. A lot of people could be ticked off and I have to love that too. I have to love my tension. I have to love the inflection of my voice to try to make sure that I am, I am softer and I actually am being what I want to be. And that that's tough to inflect it, it kind of put that love into everything. But I appreciate anybody with uh, opposite views and you know what, you're right. And I think that's what we could say too. Everybody's right about a lot of things. It's not just that like some people are wrong and some people are right. You're, Everybody's, you're saying it's not black and white. That's right. And people have a greater good that they want. They, they think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this this is certainly an example of that, this interview. So this is going to be one for the record books, uh, Mr. Ruffchurch. <laughs> uh, so I usually, I usually wrap up the interview with uh, my mission statement. And I ask them, uh, the guests, 
how they use their difference to make a difference. You know, the mission statement of this is use your difference to make a difference. So how are you using your difference to make a difference? Well, I would hope I can appreciate more people with different points of views and really listen more. Uh, so because um, I understand that people with with, quote unquote, stronger personalities can be can seem like they don't want to do that. And uh, and, you know, I think we're raised in this country, in the United States, to seem like we need to be strong and sort of bulldoze things. And but honestly, like Tayo, like, you know what? Yeah. Like in the examples that we talked about, you have a lot of good points that I think are important. And actually, I do agree with you. So I want to I want to continue to listen more. And I think that if we want to be leaders, that that's maybe the biggest thing we can do. And and also just pay attention, pay attention to the details and and listen to things like like that movie Arrival. Time is relative. Time yeah. is not real. Are we, you know, look at the greater reality of your life. Look at past life regressions with Dr. Brian Weiss from Yale. Mm. Uh, and, and just there's so many things that we can continue to become aware of and to try to love the things we think we should hate as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that the greatest type of leader that we need in 21st century is the inclusive one, um, the one that's aware Self-aware is also has that situational awareness about what's going on. I think we need to create those open environments. I think we need to, we need to allow people to be safe enough to be themselves and express their opinions, regardless of how, you know, they run counter to how we feel. And I think, you know, from reading, just listening to you talk and you just reference several books, you're very, obviously very, very uh, well-read. And there are many secrets in books that we don't get to, to share. Uh, so we should... Try and put ourselves in uncomfortable uh, positions, but also create our personal board of directors where people are strategically and intentionally from different walks of lives, different worldviews, different religions. And we might be surprised what we find out in the common ground that we do share despite our initial uh, differences. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) Where can we find out? You're one of those guys. Oh, I'm I'm trying. That's what the whole platform is. So, but... um. Where can we find out more about you? Oh, yeah. Believe.love and BelieveiTunes.com. And I really appreciate everybody out there. And Tayo helps so many people. I mean, I would spread Tayo's links more and more and more (laughs) because Tayo is one of those guys that's trying to bring people together. And he is willing to actually also listen. And I know how difficult that is because when when people say things that I I didn't think I would believe, I'm like, man, like, I don't know. You get we resisted at first. And so Tayo is really an inclusive guy himself and a great leader. So, oh wow! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, thank you. But you know, this is you, man. This is you, Nicholas. You're you're the one creating this platform, and you're you're. Um, I mean, you're gracious and graceful enough. And the thing that I like about you is because I've started to notice some Trump supporters. They just they did vote, but there were a lot of hidden Trump supporters, and they 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 don't like to have the dialogue because they don't want to get the backlash. But you you know you came. You said well, I voted it. for Obama as well. Exactly, exactly. That's and, a good thing I can say to lead it. <laughs> I know, I know. It, you right? can say because that. But the thing is, you were not shying away from that. And that's that's what I appreciate because I think there's no point. You're right. In, Some like, people are afraid to do it yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, – Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to get ridiculed. I'm like, no, let's just have this conversation because we're never going to well, get I think, past Well, I think there are a lot of good people. You yeah. know, we only had a couple choices. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like I supported everything he said. Yeah. I, just, I just think that unfortunately there was a bigger reason reason why he thought he had to say certain things and if you know anyway we could get you know he eventually said he wasn't into war at first he said he loved war and if you watch every speech you'll notice that after he had the the nomination locked up he started saying we should only use the military when we need to and he started sounding more like ron paul 
And before, and I, I saw all that. So anyway, there's just a lot going on, and, and that's what politicians do. And the bigger thing is, why do we elect people who lie, including Trump? And that's and why is our system designed for liars? So yeah. we can start looking at all that as well. That's yeah, that's that yeah, that's that's another thing. But ladies and gentlemen, as as Nicholas and I continue I to have this conversation it. offline, till next week, <laughs> use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.